0: The adoption of artificial intelligence and its potential impact on government agencies is stirring lots of debate across the federal government. One of the critical questions at the center of that debate is the quality of the data being used in AI and how much to ensure that data can be trusted. Um, I'm Wyatt Cash with Scoop News Group, and here to talk about AI's challenges and opportunities is Rob Carey, president of Cloudera Government Solutions Incorporated. Rob, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Wyatt. Appreciate it.
0: So, the concept of AI can be both exciting and daunting. From your experience, how ready is the workforce in government to embrace this transformative tool?
1: Uh, great question, uh, Wyatt. So, uh, you know, I have to say that the, the component of the IT workforce that is involved in data today has likely been tracking this technology, this very powerful. Technology that is, uh, I, I think I've said this in the past this isn't a Sella train. It is moving very, very fast. So there are people that are very, very knowledgeable, very skilled with it, but that's not the uh, overwhelming uh, majority of the workforce. So uh, I, I think that the, the, the large component of the workforce is still, uh, they've heard the term, uh, they've seen some examples, they may have played with some of the language learning models like ChatGPT. But overall, like I don't think the understanding of what does it take to make it go is that embedded in their in their heads, and, and so there's a there's a lot of uh, anxiety out there because there's some fear that uh, this technology might in fact uh, take away jobs, um, and I would say I don't think that's the case right off right off the bat. Matter of fact, I, gotta, I think what it's going to do is shift jobs, uh, which I think is uh, a good thing. Um, there's a lot of uh, learning that has to go on and preparation to to take advantage of this technology, and and so the workforce that is doing similar roles today or managing and operating programs today have to be able to understand what is their role is does it change does it not change, um, and 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 then what what does AI do for me what what's the problem set that I want to tackle with this technology. And then what is a good outcome and how do I learn all those facets so that I can be more effective at at advancing my agency's mission? Um, I think leadership understands and hears the terms, you know, so think of the agency leadership uh, at the top. So I think there is a, a demand signal for knowledge in this space. And then obviously, what does it take to put it to use? So so I think that the workforce at the center of this really has to pivot a little bit into this. This is a technology we we were talking before about cloud and we've talked about cyber, but the the term AI has really grabbed the attention of certainly the, the federal government's IT workforce. How do I use it? What do I do with it? Uh, how hard is it to use? Is it going to save me money? Is What's it going to do to my job? I mean, we have to get on top of this. So I think this is a, a knowledge opportunity for the workforce to get on top of the horse and begin to ride it, and then over time, implement it.
0: Well, and I know you'd agree. Um, we've been talking about the importance of data. I'm going to say that again, because there was a bump there. Well, I think you would agree. Um, you know, We've been talking for quite some time about the in- importance of data in federal government, uh, particularly with a federal data strategy. Uh, but one of the questions now becomes, what does it take to enable the current data landscape to support the analytical outcomes that AI promises?
1: Well, again, uh, to, to implement this, to, you know, this is not like uh, any other technology where you can just sort of go, go buy it. And install it and use it, right? So, so there's a a, a a term, and you've said it, you know, data, data, data. This is all about the hey, data. Hey, Rob,
0: the data. Rob, let me interrupt you for a second. Um, there, uh, something's rubbing against your microphone, I think, or something. Can uh, I'm just ask you to start the question over because we got a lot of sound that I don't think we can edit out. So, um, oh, sure, sure. If, if you okay. could just pick it up from that question again and start from there, I'd appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Yeah, no worries. So so we've said this before, this is data, data, data. This is all about the uh, data life cycle from ingest to analytics. And so AI demands that uh, you know where it is. AI demands that you have a problem that's pretty well defined. Therefore, the data that supports that problem is understood and and, and we know where it is and we know its formats, things like that. So, So at the end of the day, this is something that uh, enabling that uh, data to be ingested, to be put into a uh, a data lifecycle management tool that will serve it up, put it into you know a vector database to run algorithms on it to produce results out the other side that are repeatable and and are meeting expectations in that. It is, it is being successful, right? So th- this is uh, really taking what we do today with uh, uh, machine learning and, and current uh, AI algorithms, and now we're into generative AI that helps you predict things uh, better, faster, cheaper with near language, near plain language questions, right? So, so this is all about well, what data is the language learning model using to produce a result in support of the mission of that organization, so this is really a a, a uh, it's not a it's not a step back. That's not right way, right way to say it. But this is really about understanding that entire data lifecycle and getting your arms around it. So so now your data team and your analytics team really have have to do a lot of homework to make this beneficial to that organization, right? And so at the end of the day, too. Once you do that, you know you really have a, a path ahead that can uh, be optimized within, say, a function. Maybe it's cybersecurity, maybe it's financial services, maybe it's supply chain optimization, but you have to pick a problem area set, and then you can hone in on what can this thing do within that space. You cannot use a language learning model tuned for one problem for another problem without actually retuning it, if you will. So uh, again, it, it, this is all about the data. And, and so if the data is secure and it's trusted and is organized and aligned and optimized, served up in, in like a data lake house, then we're in a good spot to enable AI to bring about the results that agency leaders are looking for.
0: And then next, I'd like to kind of get your thoughts on what aspects or maybe use cases would you say deserve uh, an agency's initial attention around AI? So should agencies, for example, focus on cybersecurity or fraud detection or financial analysis or supply chain validation? As a former CIO in government, how, how might you prioritize the use cases of AI?
1: You know why this is almost—I uh, don't want to say it's limitless, but but the the opportunities there are there are few that that you couldn't use AI for. So so think healthcare, think uh, uh, detection of uh, cancerous tumors in tissues. Uh, maybe it's breast cancer, maybe it's lung cancer. To use AI for that, and then to produce you know the the results on the doctor's orders to the, to the um, patient using a language learning model, chat DPT, things like that. Um, public safety and law enforcement, you, know, you could use it for obviously education, you could use it for cybersecurity, uh, financial services. Um, there's just, it, it doesn't really have a boundary. That's what makes this so powerful. So it's up for the agencies I think to decide where do I want to apply this could be just straight financial management it could be fraud detection right where you know I want to understand my government credit card uh, uh, program inside agency X how can I run that more efficiently and effectively and and does this let the staff I have move on to more complex tasks and let the engine the AI engine perform more mundane, uh, tasks and give me recommendations that I can trust, but now I hand over the most difficult problems to the humans in the loop so that they can focus on those things that require uh, thought that is maybe above and beyond what the language learning models are giving you through AI. So I think it's it's really um, wide open, uh, Wyatt, and I think that AI is bringing about for government uh, probably a bigger change than was cloud. Cloud was a mechanism, it's a very cool technology, but but you know, cloud is something that doesn't actually execute. It is a means to an end, to be efficient and effective at what you're doing. This is that end, right? This is the, the opportunity to make mission better, uh, make uh, outcomes that are better in performance and hopefully cheaper to derive at the same time can use cloud computing. It doesn't have to use cloud computing. Today, most of it does sit in the cloud, but it uh, it is an opportunity that the government will have to take advantage of uh, if it is to remain um, as efficient, as effective as it can be going into the next few years.
0: And then lastly, Rob, um, you know, a lot of agencies are uh, piloting things and trying to think about where to implement AI, uh, what actionable steps would you recommend that agencies might take to pave the way for successful AI integration? And are, you know, are there some best practices that can guide this transformation?
1: And, and there are, and, and we just talked about one is really define your goals and objectives. Th- this is, we, we, we make this sound like it's fairly simple, but it's not, right? You have to bound the problem. If you attack the problem broadly, you won't get answers that maybe you were really expecting. So there is a discrete problem that you want to solve and you want to go pilot something before you implement and make it a production model. The team needs to be educated and the leadership team needs to be educated so that we are managing expectations from the beginning of the adventure to this thing's running and we love it. right? Um, We have to collect and prepare the data as we talked about before, you know, you have to know where your data is, you have to be able to move it into a a data lake house, for example, and then you can begin to serve it up and let these algorithms do their thing. So these are all steps that you have to understand uh, as you jump into this lake, if you will. you know, you have to select the, the right AI approach, if you will, it, you know, how there are models that are relevant for certain data sets. There are other ones for other data sets. So you, this, this is both that opportunity, but you are walking into that candy store and you can look around and say, all of this is good. Which candy do I really want today? And we'll, we'll actually scratch the itch in my tummy here. Um, building the models, uh, training and validating the models is another really important step. Um, and then you got to implement this thing and, and test it out. You have to decide, you know, you have to, you have to evaluate these things and make sure that they are performing as you imagine, right. And then integrate this into the systems that you have. And you're always going to learn from this. These are, these are learning engines that will continue to learn and optimize. And you have to be able to manage that process from start to finish. So, you know, there are, I don't know, uh, probably dozens right now of, uh, language learning models on the market today that, you know, we, we all have heard about ChatGPT, but there's quite a few more, BERT and T5, uh, XLN, Net, Electra, there's things like that. So there are plenty that are out there to pick from, and then you can build your own, right? So, so that's where a lot of organizations are, are trying to figure out, uh, what exactly do I want given the problem set that I have? So I, I think the, the opportunity is sort of boundless here. Um, Wyatt, I think that uh, this is going to become the thing for the foreseeable future. And as time goes by, we, will, we and the government will get much, much better at implementing these things quicker and easier to deliver, again, mission in front of agency um, priorities.
0: Well, and I think I'd add, too, that this is so much more than an IT uh, discussion, but really uh, uh, an operational and and mission discussion for uh, program owners and managers in federal agencies as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, not only quickly this moves, but how it really unfolds and impacts both agencies internally and the public at large. So... Well, Rob Carey, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. I uh, appreciate your insights and really uh, thank you for joining us uh, today for uh, the Daily School podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Wyatt. Appreciate it.